you know, it just gets you yeah. pumped up and it's to the beat where if you can't do something fun to that beat, are you even living? I don't know. <laughs> are you even living? Are you even living? <laughs> Friends, and welcome to another episode of the Chris and Amanda show. How are you? How you doing? Oh, let me unmute you there. This is my fault this time. <laughs> That's my that is fault. So a me thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's my fault. <laughs> Good morning. I'm doing so great. How are you, Chris Baglio? I am doing well, and I am so excited because here we are once again on another episode of the Chris Minnie Show. This is our 19th episode of 2022 so far. Do you believe that? I, it just flies by. To think that we've been doing this for over a year now. I know. It feels like so fresh and so fun and so new. I just think it's so cool. I know, right? And we're also, very soon, I have to do the math. I'm so bad at math. But we're coming up on our 50th episode very soon. Like 50 episodes of the Chris and Amanda Show are, are coming up. Like it's coming, I think in like, a few weeks. I don't know. I got to do the math, but it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if we could hire someone just to do the math for us, of all things math for the Chris and Amanda show, that would be so fantastic. <laughs> yes. If there's anybody out there that can do math really well, we would like to hire you <laughs> so you for, can count the episodes of the Chris and Amanda show. But for free. <laughs> right. Well, cr- for cred. We're, we'll give you plenty of credit and show you lots of love right here on the show. <laughs> As we do. <laughs> absolutely. It's monetized in a different form. <laughs> yes, it absolutely is. It absolutely is. Well, um, we want to welcome everybody uh, once again, as we always do. We welcome everybody who's watching the live stream of this right now as we're broadcasting live. So feel free to comment or drop whatever into the, I don't know, chat with us, the whole thing. Do that as we go. We love the audience participation. Uh, for those of you listening uh, to the replay, watching the replay or listening to the audio feed, welcome. We appreciate you. Please make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button wherever you're watching or listening to this right now. So that way you get notified every single time we drop a new episode. Also, if you love what you hear here on the Chris and Amanda show, feel free to visit us at uh, at our buy me a coffee link and buy us a coffee. Select a level there that you feel would be appropriate that we deserve (laughs) as hosts bringing you this stunning entertainment weekend and week out. If you like what you hear, please, we'd be forever appreciative of you if you would buy us a coffee at whatever level. And Amanda, <laughs> we do have a commission. So you can <gasps> commission. Did you know this? You can commission a whole episode of the Chris and Amanda show, which means you get to pick the songs, whatever you want. You could give us a death metal song into like the Spice Girls or I don't I don't know, like whatever, like to be all hip hop, I, I, whatever you want, you are in control. You paid for it when you're hard earned cash. We will talk about six songs of your choosing. Did you know that, Amanda Sharp? You know how you just whipped out the name Spice Girls and I had forgotten about them so deeply. <laughs> <laughs> I love you that. You forgot about that? So deeply. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh, I got to get some Spice Girls out on the way home. <laughs> Ooh, wow, we drive it. If you want to be my lover. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's your song. That's your song. So 
or you can give us a whole episode of Spice Girls music. Whatever oh you God. want. It is your money. <laughs> you spend it how you want. Um, right. We'd be grateful if you spent it on us. And then we will give you an episode of your choosing. Six songs, <laughs> you get to pick them. So uh, you can do that all through uh, the links in our show notes and the video description below. Head over to our Buy Me a Coffee. And that's where everything lives for that. Of course, we also have the request line, feedback line, voicemail line, anger line, whatever you want to call it. You can call us and leave us a Google voicemail. Uh, all you have to do is go over to nine seven plus one for our international friends. Plus one nine seven three five zero six eight zero zero nine. That's plus one nine seven three five zero six eight zero zero nine. And drop us a line. And we'll play it here on the show. I can't wait for that to happen. I really, I really, really want someone to call in. And, well, let's hear what our listeners have to say today. And, you know, any of our true followers, like, please just, like, throw us a bone and do that just because <laughs> it would be fun. Like, Chuck, I'm yeah. talking to you, James Scott, like, all of the friendly faces that have a lot to say sometimes. Yes. Dial our number, 973-506-8009. Give us a call. Hey, here's a great message you could leave for us, considering we have a 50th episode coming up. If you want to leave us happy 50th episode, Chris and Amanda, you could do that, and we'll play those on the air. On the air. (laughs) On the interwebs. On the interwebs, (laughs) which is the airwaves. Right. It's the airwaves out there. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, with all that being said, let's get into the show. So we have a very special edition of the show today. This is of your making. This is out of your creative mind, Amanda Sharp. <laughs> you came up with this idea. And I like it, though. This, I like this because I like when we mix it up a little bit. I think it's great. It's good for us. Mm-hmm. And I think it's great for the, the listeners. I think they all may agree. So this special edition of the Chris and Amanda show is inspired by Motown Records. Motown, Motown, <laughs> Motown. So Amanda... <laughs> Why don't you? Uh, how did you come up with this idea? What? Why Motown Records? What? What? What is it about Motown that you you dig that you were like, we got to do a whole episode about <laughs> Motown, which I'm down with 100. percent But I know this was your idea, so I want to hear it. <laughs> so honestly, I was just listening to my Pandora, and a Stevie Wonder song came on. I was like, oh, we should do a Motown episode. <laughs> we hadn't did it before, and I I think we both really respect that particular time frame within music. You know, mm-hmm. I. I'm close, very close to Detroit, which is Motownville. There's a cooler name, but like I'm <laughs> Motor City. Like there's <laughs> Motownville is what I'll Motown call it. Motownville. Let's remember, I'm the country girl, <laughs> so it sounds right in my head, and then it comes out of my mouth, and I'm like, ooh, I regret that that was said out loud. <laughs> but what a fun era of music! Yeah. And oh my goodness, just classics as far as songs go, but classic singers too. So I'm excited yeah. to dive into all of our songs. What's some like great choices? Yeah. I mean, the, the song list this week, I think we're, we're pretty good. And I mean, it's just, this is the cool thing about Mo- There's so much <sighs> amazing music. I mean, it's literally like, I was actually looking stuff up online about, you know, cause there's so many songs. I'm like, yeah. I don't even know how to narrow this down. Like it was mm-hmm. really hard. And I started looking at like the Rolling Stone list of like the top 100 Motown songs. And I'm like, hit 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 it's like oh my god they're just amazing amazing songs so yeah i was i was really excited to to dive into this and uh try you know i listened to so many songs and try to like whittle it down which was like at this point i'm like you know what chris just pick three songs because they're (laughs) all good absolutely 
and and just go with it. And so that's really yeah. what I did at the end of the day because it was so hard um, to do that. Uh, I want to say a quick good morning to Mr. John Pika for checking in today. Thank you, John. Appreciate you. Make sure everybody checks out uh, his podcast. The, the Saturday morning show. <laughs> Thank you. The back See, of the cereal box that Chris has been on several times. You know what? I said to Amanda this morning. I said, boy, I'm a mess. <laughs> I am so disorganized this morning for this show. But you know what? We do it live. So thank you for being an awesome partner and being the other half of my brain right now. <laughs> That's why we do this show. But Johnny, you know, everyone go check out his IG because he's such a cool individual. His IG is the best. It's, he does everything. It's really it's fun. So good. And Mr. Billy Thorpe. Yo, it's Chris and Amanda. Good morning, Mr. Billy. See, this is what we do just for the messages left in the comments. Think of what we would do if you called us and left a a voicemail. I know. My other partner in crime, Mr. Aaron LaDuke. Good morning, sir. Look at this. This is great. And this is why, you know, if you can, Alyssa, we know not everybody can watch or listen live. It's 830 Eastern Standard Time in the morning, which is tough enough for people on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. And then as you get further behind the country, you get, you know, some most of our listeners are still in bed. And plus, we have our international listeners who are like, you know, all over the time. zone. so we get that 830 isn't always the most convenient time for everybody listening. But, you know, if you can join us, uh, we really, really do appreciate the effort of you hopping on live and, and spending some time with us. So we, we do sincerely appreciate it. So thank you all so much. And thanks for checking in. Thanks for giving us comments. And, and you know, and when I can remember people's podcast names and, and I'm not so like, you know, all over the place, it makes it even better. <laughs> you're just trying to push the right buttons right now and get through it. So let's, <laughs> you're doing fantastic. All right. Thanks. <laughs> um, so Amanda, so for, for people that are new to the yeah. show and then we're going to dive in, how does yes. the show typically work? How the show typically works is Chris sends me three songs. I send him three songs. We both come from definitely different music backgrounds. So we never know what we're going to send each other each week. What we'd like to do when possible is kind of send each other songs that we maybe never have heard before. And then we rate them on a very difficult rating scale of one, two, five records. One being eh. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> and five being it's going on a playlist and it's a hit and they should get like a record in the Chris and Amanda Hall of Fame. I just made that up. That sounds great. Right? You know what? That might be a show for the future. (sighs) Okay. I like it. You know Show idea. I'm starting to like work down my strip on Lewis Avenue. Maybe we can replace the sidewalks with records with people's names in them. (laughs) I like this. The the Chris and Amanda show Hall of Fame episode. I'm tabling that one. I like like it. I like it. So that's how we do it. Sometimes like it's, oh, we agree on on the song. Sometimes we're like, eh, and we disagree. But that's what makes it fun. But on today's episode, like we said, we're going to Motown. And that is our theme for the day. And to your point, it was hard. It was tough. And I get, I can, I'm just going to spoiler alert right now. You're not getting any one, two or three record songs, I don't think, on today's episode. So uh, th- this is more or less like this was a great reason to be able to talk about some of the songs we really like from Motown and celebrate it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and hopefully if you're new to the sound of Motown, you go check them out because you can listen to all the songs that we select each and every week on our Spotify playlist. So all you have to do is go over to uh, Spotify and search for the Chris and Amanda show uh, 2022 playlist or once again, use the links right here in the show notes or uh, in a video description. And you can go right to it because Amanda and I put the songs there every week. So the songs we're talking about today 
are front and center on yes. the and playlist. <laughs> do we do we even do records today? You know, we'll still do records. Okay, we'll still okay. do records. Yeah. I yeah. have my records down, but to your point, it was kind of like when we did the Beatles. You know, you just right. go, gosh, there's such a talent there. It's just really hard to knock it down to a three yeah. at all. I mean, I mean, I think that uh I think we should still do the record ratings. I think it's still respectable. So I like it. Okay. All right. All right. So let's let's dive into today's list and let's get the show on on the road. Amanda, what songs did you share with me this week? So this week I shared with you, I Heard It Through the Grapevine by Marvin Gaye. Mm. So good. good one. So good. And then Cruisin' by Smokey Robinson. Cruisin'. <laughs> Gosh, that's so good. And then Signed, Sealed, Delivered by the one and only Stevie Wonder. That is correct. The one and only little Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder. And Chris, what songs did you share with me? So my songs to you this week were, and I wanted to mix it up a little bit. So I, I was trying to, because when I saw your list, I'm like, mm-hmm. let me just mix it up a little. Although you and I both share the same artist, because it's just yeah. impossible it's to impossible. not put Stevie Wonder on the list. So, um, But my songs to you this week were, I Just Want to Celebrate by Rare Earth. Okay. Um, we've got our second Stevie Wonder song of the day here with um, with uh, Sir Duke and sorry, all well, my notes here early <laughs> all over the place it's today. Stevie Wonder. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh god. And and it's our thing by the Isley Brothers. <laughs> so. How do you say their their name? The Isley? Is that how you said it? Yes. Okay. I didn't know because you know how I have. <laughs> Problems Englishing, yeah. <laughs> which yeah. Motown pumped out some of the most iconic songs of the 20th century. Johnny Pica coming in. I could not agree more. And when you said people who don't know Motown, how do people not know Motown? Yeah, I, I don't know. But Billy's Billy Thorpe is saying, if Chris doesn't know those songs, then I don't feel bad for never watching Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> well, but- guess what, Billy Thorpe? I do know those songs. I'm just having problems with words today. <laughs> words are hard some days. Words are hard. Words are math. <laughs> words are math today. Yeah. <laughs> but I so, promise the show will be good. <laughs> every part of the show. Yes. This is why we do it live because we never know what we're going to say or do. And it's just fun to kind of see what comes out of our mouths. Yeah, oh. absolutely. So real quick before we dive in, I'm just going to give everybody, unless if you've never heard of Motown or know what Motown is, Ooh, yes, you know, give us a history I'm just going to give the very, very quick uh, brief thing. So this is from Wikipedia because, you know, Wikipedia, it's like the short inversion. <laughs> uh, but uh, so Motown Records is an American record label owned by Universal Music Group. It was formed, founded by Barry Gordy Jr. as Tamala Records on January 12th, 1959 and incorporated as Motown Record Corporation on April 14th, 1960. Its name is a combination of motor and town and has become a nickname for Detroit, where the label was originally headquartered. Motown played an important role on the, in, the, in the racial integration of popular music as an African-American owned label that achieved crossover success. In the 1960s, Motown and the subsidiary labels uh, were the most were, were most of the Motown sound, a style of soul music with a mainstream pop appeal. Motown was the most successful soul music label with a net worth of $61 million. During the 1960s, Motown achieved 79 records in the top 10 Billboard Hot 100 between 1960 and 1969. That is 
amazing. That is amazing. Um, that is truly like just when you think about it and the amount of music that has come out of that city <clears throat> still gets produced out of that city mm-hmm. and the cultural impact that those artists and music have made over the years is, is absolutely stunning. Legendary. <laughs> oh, Oh, Chris, I can't hear you anymore. But what we're coming in with is Johnny Pica saying, wait, what? Billy has never watched Star Wars. Has he ever breathed oxygen? <laughs> can't be for certain. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know Mo, Billy Thorpe, if you don't know Motown, then your mom should be charged. <laughs> this whole show is going to be commented on. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. We're, we're over 15 minutes into the show, and we <laughs> haven't talked about any music yet. So <laughs> This is fantastic. This is fantastic. Okay. And then just for those right. who will be tuning in for the very first time, why is it a music show without music? Well, because we don't like to get copyrighted. <laughs> or copy yeah, we don't want to get copyright strikes. <laughs> so we, we talk about them, but... Due to Chris's genius idea, we do have the Chris and Amanda Show Spotify playlist for 2022 that has all of our songs that we discuss. So you can listen to it there and then um, following our commentary on it. So moving on to Chris's number one song to me, I Just Want to Celebrate by Ray Verth. That's right. Rare Earth. I was like, oh, is it rare? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Did I, did, I, did I misspell it? Which is probably... No. And my R looked a little yeah. bit like a V. So this but... is Rare Earth. Rare so have you ever heard this song before? I just want to celebrate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what, what a great funky beginning to this song, man. It like instantly gets you right into it. So one of my notes is so many of the Motown songs, you can just hear yourself like, like walking down a street or driving in a car, like boom, boom, boom. boom. You know, it just gets you yeah. pumped up and it's to the beat where if you can't do something fun to that beat, are you even living? I don't know. <laughs> Are you even living? Are you even living? <laughs> I would argue maybe no. <laughs> you, you might be dead. <laughs> Do you have a pulse? Check it. Check right. your blood pressure because it's just so great. And this one yeah. immediately started with that. And I don't think I realized that I knew the song when it first started. I just was excited with my beat. In full disclosure, definitely right. had my roller skates on when I was listening to this. <laughs> I know. You got your new pair of roller skates for Mother's Day. And if anybody hasn't gone on your IG yet, uh, make sure you, there it is. Make sure you go over there and watch um, videos of Amanda roller skating because uh, it's a, it's truly amazing. I feel like Amanda got the greatest Mother's Day gift. Of all time. <laughs> roller skating for life. And that's a great beat to roller skate to. Right. So, that is a good one. Imagine me in my kitchen roller skating too. I just want to celebrate. Right. Uh, the vocals are fantastic. The lyrics are phenomenal. Great title. I just think like celebrating every new day like that you're blessed yeah. with. Just such a great message. So I just really, really like this song a lot. Um, I feel like it's in a lot of things on the interwebs. Mm-hmm. Should sing the songs. That's how to get around. Amanda should sing the songs to get around the copyright things. <laughs> I think if we get rid of the song part, Amanda can sing and get rid of the copyright ding. Like that's a good jingle. <laughs> Thank you, Donnie. <laughs> we need a jingle so bad. <laughs> but yes, I could sing all the songs. That is yes. a good point. So I I don't have a lot of notes on this other than I really like this song. It's solid. Mm-hmm. I I don't think I realized Rare Earth was the name of the art, the band right. at all, but it was, it was great. So I give it five records. I think you're going to see a trend here. I really yeah. love Motown. There's not much to not like about Motown. It makes me feel happy. Mm-hmm. And to Billy's point, 
I was exposed to <laughs> Motown because my mom did not abuse me as a child. <laughs> <laughs> so interesting enough about Rare Earth. So I, I actually, uh, you know, once again, I love doing a show because it mm-hmm. lets me find facts out. And so I, I did with all our artists today. So um, this is an interesting. Rare Earth was actually the first all-white pop act signed to Motown Records. And oh. they, they, they expressly... Um, created a subsidiary for them to record on, which was conveniently called Rare Earth Records. Uh, the group was Motown's effort to change with the times, not so much to appeal to a white audience, but to get songs on FM radio. In Motown's system, they had studio musicians playing on most of the songs, so Rare Earth, which was a full band, didn't fit the formula. Uh, this caused some problems as the group didn't adapt well to the Motown system of recording all instrumental tracks followed by vocals and overdubs. This song was their most successful original effort, they had all hits with covers of Get Ready and I Know I'm Losing You. It broke new ground for Motown, providing a top 10 hit with a white group. One World was their third Motown release, and it was produced by Tom Baird, who also worked with Diana Ross and Gladys Knight in the Pips. Ooh. And this song charted at number seven on a U.S. Billboard Hot 100. So good. You know, I can't believe that we don't have one woman song where is the, we did not represent the women of Motown. We I did apologize. not. We did not. I apologize. Yeah, I'm looking intended. at it now. You're right. Good call. It was not intended until you said those legendary names. I was like, ooh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll do another the women of Motown episode. Women of Motown. We could do. Yeah, absolutely. Gives us another reason to do a, another Motown themed uh, episode for sure. Yes. And I didn't realize that they were an all white group. I just uh, neither, know. and neither did I. I actually didn't. I, I had no idea. I'd never even seen a picture of them. And I saw a picture. Yeah. I'm like, oh wow, that's curious. And then then I did the fi- the digging and it was like, oh wow, they were the they were the first um all white group signed to Motown. And but the song is the song is so good. It's such a great song. It's very, very good. It so is funky. I, I think I just can give it anything but five records. So yeah, there we it's have it. Awesome. Well, um, I agree with your five records. (laughs) If anybody out there uh, agrees or disagrees, uh, please feel free to let us know. And as we're going, um, if you have any Motown favorites you'd like to share with us as we're going here, drop them in the comments below. Uh, We'd love to see what what Motown classic songs you guys all are digging. So, Amanda, your first song to me uh, is the classic. So classic. I mean, every single one of your songs are classics. It's ridiculous. Um, this was I Heard It Through the Grapevine by Marvin Gaye, released 1968, charted number one in the US and number one in the UK. Rightfully so. So this is coming off of um, I'm going to read a lot of stuff here from songfacts.com because I think that a lot that's where I'm getting all this stuff from today, by the way. So, um, so where where the history of this song, which I think is really cool. Um, so this is from Song Fact. It seems like everyone in Motown heard about the song through the grapevine before it was finally recorded. The classic about a man who finds out his woman is cheating on him was written by Norman Whitfield and Barrett Strong. Strong came up with the idea and asked Motown writers Holland, Dozer, and Holland to work on it with him. They refused to credit another writer, so Strong t- took it to Whitfield, who helped put it together. The song eventually became a Motown classic, but it had a rough start at executives at the company thought it was too bluesy and lacked hit potential. Smokey Robinson and the Miracles were the first to record the song, but their version wasn't released until years later on the album special occasion. The Isley brothers then took it a crack at, then took a crack at it, but their version wasn't ever released. Whitfield and Strong then had Marvin Gaye record the song, but still no luck. 
Motown had heard Barry Gordy choose Holland Dozer Holland's Your Un Unchanging Love or Over Grapevine as his next single. Finally, a new Motown act, Gladys Knight and the Pips, recorded the song as a gospel rocker, and their version was a hit, entering in the top 20 in November 1967 and going to number two. Marvin Gaye's version was included on his 1968 album, In the Groove, later retitled I Heard It Through the Grapevine. After E. Rodney Jones, the Chicago disc jockey at WVON, started playing it on the air, Barry Gordy reconsidered and released Gay's version as a single, which became even more popular and known as the definitive version of the song. Gay's Grapevine pounded the charts about a year after nights, going to number one in America on December 14th, 1968. And let me tell you, the song... Sounds just as relevant as it did in 1968. And I'm sure, like, it just, this song does not, for me, this song does not age. Mm -hmm. It is just perfect. It's an amazing song. I, I really challenge anybody out there to not hear this. I mean, come on. There are some songs that are universal, and I believe this is one of these songs. It is a universal song. And uh, I think no matter what you listen to, this is the song that, I mean, you, you can't not help. <laughs> no, but it, I love it. I mean, come on. And who remembers the California raisins? <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to bring up the California raisins. The California raisins. I think anybody, any child of the 80s knows the California raisins. I mean, you can't think of this song and not think of yeah. the amazing California. I used to have, like, why did I have the guys? Did they give them out in, like, McDonald's? They probably gave him out as some kind of promotion. I mean, John, Johnny may know if he's still listening because uh, Johnny's always uh, on top of that stuff. But, um, but yeah, they must have given him out for some, or maybe they did it with the California raisins. I don't know. We're like if you sent in like UPCs or something. <laughs> it's so good. It is yeah. so good. So, yeah. um, with that, oh, oh, this I agree, good. Chuck. Yeah, the Creedence Clearwater, Real, <laughs> Creedence Clearwater revival version of Grapevine is over six minutes long. And I really like that version. It's just cool. It's a different take on it. Um, and I love the gym and out. And, you know, Fogarty's voice is, is unreal. I agree. It's, it's a very, it's a very, I mean, listen, a lot of the versions of this song I've heard are all mm -hmm. great. But yeah, I do agree that Marvin Gaye's version is the definitive version mm -hmm. of the song. Um, if if you want my opinion on it, but hey, if you disagree, you can leave it in the comments or call 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 us uh, at one plus nine seven three five zero six eight zero zero nine. Plus one nine seven three five zero six eight zero zero nine. Give us a call. Let us know if you agree, disagree. Marvin Gaze heard it through mm. fine. So Amanda, classic. five records. I, mean, oh, I love it. Yeah. I love it. I'm seeing a theme. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I, seeing a theme. Thank you for the five records, sir. He's just so classic. He's yeah. one of my favorites. He's been featured uh, on our yeah. show before. Yes. And I had a hard time. I knew he was going to be on my list. I just didn't know what song I was going right. to choose because I really like his Got to Give It Up. Mm. So good. It's different. Yeah. But so good. Um, so I really like that. So moving on to your second song to me, sir. Number two. Sir two. Luke <laughs> by Stevie Wonder. Goodness gracious. Oh, sir I, Duke. He just is so great. He's just <laughs> so great. <laughs> it's so great. <laughs> He's just so fantastic. Um, I love music is a world within itself with a language we all understand. I love that lyric so much. It's so genius and it's so true. Like it is so true. Math and music <laughs> are the universal <laughs> languages. I mean, when you think about it, math and music are the universal languages. 
I agree. And he just, I feel like so many of his songs were very directed at unity. Mm-hmm. And I just, but in a way that everyone sang along to it. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. he was, he's not an offensive singer. He's not an offensive artist. He just is pure classic. And I love it. And you know what I have to say? I'm just going to mm-hmm. say this because it just popped into my head. One thing I think I love about pre 90s in music is everybody stayed in their lane and just sang. Right. There wasn't a whole lot. I mean, there were some people who were activists about this, but like now everyone's an activist about something. And I really go, oh, I love the music, but shut up. (laughs) And I feel like they did a really nice job at doing what they did best. And that was singing music. And I appreciated that. Well, it's a very positive message in Mm -hmm. in the song. And he's making a great point that, you know, no matter where you're from or whatever music is, music is music. And it's the thing that binds everybody together, regardless of wherever you're from. Yes. And it's the art of saying a lot without saying it out loud. Yeah. You're singing about it and you're getting people to feel it because, and that's why we love this doing the show so much music to us is so much like you, like Chris had sent me three other songs and I said, well, now you have your songs for next week. He's like, yeah, but they might change based on my week. And that's what we absolutely think every single week, because what happens in a week is definitely going to affect what list I send you. Um, So he's just great. And I can't mention the California raisins without mentioning in this song, did you see Stevie Wonder on the Cosby show? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just called. <laughs> just say, gosh, I love Which that. Which is not my favorite Stevie Wonder song. <laughs> at all. I'm not, I'm not surprised mm-hmm. by that at all because you gave Uptown Girl two records, but it was a perfect song for that episode. It, I yes. Love, I love the Cosby show. I think he was such a great addition to it. And all of the instruments within this song, Sir Duke, just as fantastic. The trumpets. I think they're trumpets. They're trumpets, right? Yeah, it's definitely horns. I mean, that just starts off like, oh, my God. Play my style. Oh, so good. Like So powerful. And so really hits all the right notes, but I mean, and f- like for real, like it is genius. It's a geniusly designed song. And, um, you know, this is what about the song too. little history about the song is that Stevie wonder wrote this song, um, as a tribute to music, specifically to Duke Ellington who had mm-hmm. passed away in 1974 and Ellington was a jazz band leader for anybody. that doesn't know out there and composer who was a huge, huge influence on Stevie wonder. This is what Stevie Wonder had said. He goes, I knew the title from the beginning, but wanted it to be about musicians who did something for us. So soon they are forgotten, and I wanted to show my appreciation. They gave us something that is supposed to be forever. That's the basic idea of what we do and how we hook it up. And uh, this song, by the way, went to number one in America and number two in the UK. (laughs) And this is, of course, from one of Stevie Wonder's most classic and influential records, uh, songs in the key of life i mean this record if you've never heard this record from front to back it is like mwah, it is extraordinary record you must listen to this record this is an important record it's so good songs from the key of life like just suck on yeah. that for a while people like amazing title <laughs> yes i agree johnny stevie wonder is a wonder and he's a and he's a treasure <laughs> He really, really is. Oh, gosh, he's such an iconic. Well, all everyone that we mentioned today is iconic. So yeah. with that, I cannot give this song anything less than five records. And I agree with that. I agree. I mean, it's it's the max. We've maxed it out. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think anything, if we went above five records, I think most of Stevie's songs would be on there. Yeah. We love it. Yep. I agree. I I mean, it's just like, it's unreal how many, (laughs) it's like, you know, how many hit songs can you possibly write? It's just like unreal. Well, Stevie Wonder, it's a hit song. So amazing. All right. So your second song to me is one of the classic, they're all classic, right? Keep saying it, but it's uh, Cruisin' by Smokey Robinson. Um, I remember specifically growing up um, with this song. My mother used to, because it used to be on, um, they used to play it all the time on the radio stations when you used to WNBC and and all that. And they constantly, this was like a staple growing up in like every household and whatever radio station was on, like this song came on. So, um, you know, listening to it again, just brought back a ton of like those memories of, of growing up. And so about this song, uh, Smokey Robinson told, told the guardians 1000 songs. Everyone must hear supplement that when he wrote this song, his guitarist, Marv Toplin, had already written the music. Smokey added, he put it on cassette and gave it to me to write the lyric. As it turned out, it took me five years to write. Oh my. I had the music, and that music is so intimate and sensual, but I couldn't get the words. Do you believe that? Then one day I got, you're going to fly away, and I'm glad you're coming my way. And that was when I was driving my car down Sunset Boulevard, and I heard that song by the Rascals, Groovin'. And I thought, that's it, grooving. But then, no, it wasn't intimate enough. It wasn't sensual enough for the music. And that's when I thought of cruising. You're surprised by how many people speculate on what cruising means. Cruising is a word that I leave up to the listener. When you're with the person you're with, you feel like you're cruising. It's whatever you want it to be. I love that explanation. Isn't that so great? Love it, it is true. Cruising is such – and that is why certain songwriters – are so amazing because they understand grooving is not the right word. Cruise it. Like you got to elevate it to something even bigger because who doesn't have like a strip in their town when they're young that you cruised up and down, like looking for. Yep. Friends. Looking for friends. (laughs) Looking Looking for for friends. friends. (laughs) That's how Marcus found me. (laughs) Cruising. Cruising. Found me in a parking lot. But a bump. But a bump. <laughs> he was cruising with a buddy, and there we have it. There you have it. <laughs> Got an Marcus is cruising, and before you know it, Amanda oh. Sharp. <laughs> <laughs> a decision he will regret till the day he dies. <laughs> oh, come on. You got roller skates out of it, though. <laughs> this is true. Because he knows they'll keep me busy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this song charted, uh, it went to number four in the United States, and it was released in 1979 off of Where's the Smoke record. Amanda, no shocker here. I mean, and I know for anybody listening, you're like, oh, my God, you guys are going to give everything five records today. <laughs> the answer is going to be yes. We're going to give everything because these songs are great. They're amazing. Um, but, you know, it's uh, it's just a staple T- to me. I-, I have a lot of memories attached to the song and listening, hearing it on the radio all the time. And mm-hmm. it's a great song, man. I mean, I agree. It's a vibe, right? You put it on. It's a vibe. It happens, you know. I was, I'm curious to see what was Marcus listening to when he was cruising? Oh. I'm going to have to ask him. I'm going to write it down. I want to hear Marcus's playlist the night that he was cruising and then bumped into then an Amanda Sharp who was maybe (laughs) wearing flannels. I don't know. Was this during the year? (laughs) This is me coming out of that flannel. (laughs) (laughs) Coming out of the flannel phase. I had just got off of a shift at the hardware store. So heavens only. No, he actually remembers. (laughs) All right. So 
we'll just we'll full disclosure we're about to get very personal so i he says i think it, i had a yellow shirt on it and it was a v-neck and when he pulled up he actually seen a friend of his that he graduated with so he said he was saying hi to her and i was doing one arm push-ups against another guy i won <laughs> but he specifically says if you remember my shirt because when i was doing one arm push-ups he could see down it <laughs> I was wearing a yellow V-neck shirt, and that's how I caught Marcus's attention. What an amazing love story. <laughs> the rest is history. This sounds like the makings of a song, by the way. <laughs> the story is no different from any other things that we talk about on this show. <laughs> Anyone who wants to write a story, a love song about Marcus and I, please, please feel free. <laughs> <laughs> but I will ask him, because that would have been back in like 98. Yeah, I want I want to know what Marcus was listening to. If he if he can remember that far back, like what was on the radio or what did he have in? Was it like you know, was he Metallica or like uh, oh ninety eight? It may have been I'm like something like ask. Limp Biscuit. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. So Johnny Pica coming in with exposed <laughs> cleavage for the win. So, but I didn't mean it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. I really like listen. We're a family now. We are a family. <laughs> We're a family. I mean, you might as well know how mom and dad got together. <laughs> <laughs> That's how. It's reality. Uh, One-armed one push-ups and cleavage. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> that can be the name of the song. <laughs> it's the makings of a number one country hit. <laughs> oh, my God. It is, this, is, this is 100% a country hit. <laughs> oh, Oh, all right. Yeah. Wow. I'm going to regret that tomorrow. <laughs> so Smokey Robinson's cruise and five records. <laughs> See, he was right. It needed yeah. to be an intimate word. <laughs> he, he was he was correct. He had some foresight. He had some definite yeah. foresight. He did. Yeah. Okay. So I think I'm <laughs> on to your third song now. Yes, I'm my third song. Like, am I blushing? I think I'm blushing. <laughs> it's all right. You're with friends, Amanda Sharp. <laughs> I'm amongst friends and family. All right. Your third song to me is It's Your Thing by the, did you say Isley Brothers? Isley Brothers. Isley Brothers. All right. I knew this song. This is a good song. Such a good song. <laughs> I feel like it's in a ton of commercials. Uh, I, I believe it is in a lot of commercials. Um, let me see. It's mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's been in. Uh, mm-hmm. According to this, it's been in quite a few things. A lot of lot of songs. I'm sorry, a lot of uh, movies and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, doesn't exactly have the list of everything though. But yes, it has been on on a lot. It won a Grammy in 1970 for best R&B vocal by a group or duo. Fantastic, fantastic. Yeah. And you know, oftentimes what. We've talked about this on the show before. Listening to it pre the Chris and Amanda show, mm-hmm. I listened to music and sang along with different ears. Now, when we're like actually like listening, right. writing notes on songs, I get a little bit more intimate with the song. And as I was listening, I was like, "Ooh, this could be a little bit more risky. Like maybe this is not a song I thought I knew the song was about." Right. Well, yeah, I think I think so. And so when I Google, I, I did want to Google this one because I. I just wanted to see if my intuition was correct. And it did say um, basically what my suspicions were. The One of the brothers, Ronald, yeah. wrote the song. And he really liked the double meaning of the lyrics, how it was a little bit risky. But it was kind of like, hey, it's how you interpret it as on you. Correct. But it could yeah. also mean this. Yeah. And so I definitely feel like 
my 40 year old ears hear the riskier like thing coming out of it where pre Chris and Amanda show, I would have just said, Oh, it's a cute song. (laughs) You do you boo. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it means you do you boo. (laughs) Yeah. It's uh, in this song is this from songfacts.com in this song, Ron Isley is letting a girl know that she is free to spread her love around as long as he gets some of it too. (laughs) <laughs> it's your thing was a popular saying at the time and wonderfully ambiguous. So it could have a sexual could have sexual connotation or simply be about personal independence. Another line in the song is similarly similarly ambi- ambi- ambiguous. I could tell you who to sock it to. <laughs> Aretha Franklin had popularized the line sock it to me line in her version of respect clearly with prudent intent, pure intent. Ronald, who wrote most of the song, liked the double meaning of these lines, which made the song risque and radio-friendly at the same time. Very good. The song went to number two in the United States and charted number 30 in the UK, and it's off of the album It's Our Thing, released in 1969. That's this 1969, this song. But I feel like it's so timeless any, sounding to me. It is. If you're in any kind of store and this music comes, I... I can argue if someone put an entire Motown channel on at a Target, nobody would question. They would just be happy shoppers. Of course. Happy a lot shoppers. of these songs from from then, I, you, you listen to the lyrics for like kind of for like really listen to them. You're like, yeah. wow, they can't believe they got away with that. <laughs> that. That's the thing. I mean, a lot of it's very sensual. Mm, oh, very, very. And it's very clever how they... Got it through. It was enough that what was that one song? And I'm gonna put you on the spot that parents hated it. Louie Louie. Because they thought they thought it was offensive and he was saying offensive things. And, and I mean the song's really, you know, like they said, about a sailor coming back and oh. looking for some fun, but they don't say anything offensive. But because the way he sings it's a little slurred, they thought that he was saying offensive stuff and the song got banned. And that was that the FBI opened up a case of obscenity. It was like crazy. I can't believe the FBI was involved. Yeah. So I feel like this, the Motown era was very clever on how they, they wrote lyrics because mm-hmm. then it can be very um, interpreted yeah. differently, such very as the song. So. so no surprise here, five records, outstanding song. And just when it comes on, I get a moving and a grooving. That is awesome. I accept Love the five it. record. It's a great song. I mean, yeah. Awesome Once again, you can listen to all these songs that we're talking about on our Spotify playlist, which uh, you can get to immediately by clicking the link in the show notes or the video description below, or just go over to Spotify and search Chris and Amanda show playlist 2022 or something like that. But anyway, <laughs> all these songs are there. Everything we talk about is on air since once again, we don't want any copyright strikes against us. And that's Ooh. why we don't play the music. Right. Um, if you agree or disagree with anything that we're saying or want to say hello, once again, please use the number. We have a we have a line set up now. You can leave a voicemail. We'll play it on the show. Okay. Plus one nine seven three five zero six eight zero zero nine. Give us a call. Tell us how we're doing. Or just call to say, I love you. <laughs> Plus one nine seven three five oh six eight zero zero nine. Do it. I want to hear these voicemails. I, I want to hear voicemails. I will feel like every time something new and exciting happens, we're like, we feel so legit now. Like we've made it. Yeah. This is like the next like big thing to be right. made for us. You so know, the first call. voicemail we're going to get that we play it here is going to be like, we're going to be beeping it up and it's going to be beep, <laughs> beep, beep. 
But we're going to play it and beep it up. (laughs) (laughs) Which, speaking of beep, um, Johnny Pica coming in to quote Eddie Murphy's, is it, what is it? Delirious. Delirious Stevie Wonder is a musical genius mother. Beep, beep, beep. (laughs) (laughs) Beep, beep, beep. (laughs) We agree, Johnny. We agree. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) 100%. All right. So the final song of today that we're going to be discussing is the one you gave me. This is your final song on your playlist. And this is Signed, Sealed, Delivered mm. by Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder. <laughs> Off of the album of the same name. So in this song, Stevie Wonder is returning to his girl and putting himself at her mercy. It's a similar sentiment to the Temptations song, Ain't Too Proud to Beg, as a guy probably did something stupid like cheat on her, but is now willing to become a crying puddle of mush if she will just take him back. <laughs> so uh, Stevie Wonder wrote the song with Motown songwriters Lee Garrett and Saretta, uh, Saretta Wright. This is a fourth name on the credits as well. And Wonder explained in Blues and Soul 1970, Saretta has a unique ability to express exactly what I want to say with a lyric. I write the melody of music and might come up with the main idea. I would also come up with the rhythm music on Science Seal Delivered, for example. I came up with the music and Saretta came up with the lyric. And my mother came up with some ideas on that one, too. Um, Garrett and Ray also worked with Wonder on the Spinner song, and Ain't a Shame. Soon after Science Sealed and Delivered album was released, Wonder and Ray got married, but it didn't last. They split in 1972 to keep, but kept working together. Like Stevie Wonder, Lee Garrett uh, is also blind. They met in a Michigan school for the blind. Interesting I fact. I didn't realize that. Fun fact. Yeah, fun fact. Did not know that. That uh, one of his main songwriters that he worked with was also blind, and they met at the Michigan School for the Blind. Um, this is a this is a great song. Here's another little thing. It's actually I don't think I've ever heard this version. Now, Peter Frampton took the song to number eighteen with his 1977 version. I I don't think I've ever heard a Peter Frampton version, but with the number eighteen, other artists that cover this song include Elton John. Shaka Khan, Michael McDonald, Jermaine Jackson, the String Cheese Incident, and the California Raisins. Loretta <laughs> Ray, who co-wrote the song, recorded it using her stage name, Soretta. The song was also featured in the films Crooklyn, Now and Then, You've Got Mail, and Laws of Attraction. Um, the song went to number three in the United States and number 15 in the UK. And once again, comes off of the record, Signed, Sealed, and Delivered, released in 1970. And uh, Chuck Taylor checking in with the Frampton version is awesome. You know, Chuck, I I don't know. I just can't seem to remember ever hearing it. So maybe mm-hmm. I, I'm going to have to go back and check it out, though, because I, you know, once again, I think Stevie Wonder is a brilliant artist. And I, mm-hmm. when people do cover some of his songs, they do really, really good versions of them sometimes. And I'm definitely have to check that, check that, that Peter Frampton version out for sure. Um, thank, thanks for letting me know that it's awesome. <laughs> And Chuck Taylor is a radio personality, so he is so well-versed in all things yes. music. So thank you for tuning in and giving us that uh, that little yes. uh, rating on Frampton version. Yes. So, uh, I listen, no shocker with this song. You know, and this is one of the songs, too, like, um, where I think Stevie Wonder, like, Stevie Wonder just always has that, like, I don't know. He's got the sound, right? It's a Stevie Wonder yeah. sound, which I guess you can okay. also say is part of that Motown sound, you know, considering... He's yeah. one of Motown's like biggest best-selling uh you know artists of all time. Um it's just great. It's another one of these songs where you hear it and you just can't help but like just get instantly into it, put you in a good mood. Um 
you know, it's a love song, right? So he's putting himself at at, at his uh, old girlfriend's mercy. I love that, and just think it's a think it's a, and it's a genius name too, right? Signed, sealed, delivered. I'm yours. <laughs> Great. <laughs> great so you know, it's, so good. it's a five record song i mean you know once again it's hard it's hard to uh it's hard to um to not give it a five record and uh chuck taylor checking back in with the peter frampton version can be found on the i am in i'm in you album ah okay gotcha chuck i do know that record i'll have to i just you know haven't listened to it in forever so i'm gonna go back and check all this out but yeah it's uh the peter frampton version is on i'm in you album check that out and Think of the confidence you have to have in yourself as an artist to do a version of these classic songs. But it's also smart, right? Because I agree. I mean, I think it takes takes some courage, takes some confidence in you as as a musician, as an Mm -hmm. artist to kind of, you know, especially really beloved songs. Right. Yes. And then maybe you rearrange it. And so artists will take chances with it. But I think that. You know, I think it's a good idea a lot of times, you know, if you can pull it off that because you already know the song is a hit. I mean, listen about, you know, what we were talking about, like heard it through the grapevine, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it would do like what three, four artists, you know, the Isley Brothers recorded wasn't even ever released then. And then the Marvin Gaye did release and they're like, eh, it's not that good. And it wasn't until Gladys Knight and the Pips version came out. And then they re-released his version <laughs> a lot. I mean, it's like crazy. Oh, it just it's sometimes the life of a song goes through some very weird the life cycle before it gets into the lexicon of like popular culture (laughs) (laughs) it's and you know we've seen a lot of songs that it just takes them being placed in the one perfect placement for that song and it just absolutely takes off it's in a movie and all of a sudden like boom yep and we talked about it before like um guardians of the galaxy just that like mixtape from that, like yeah. I'm sure, like brought a whole new like listener audience to those songs. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm absolutely sure. I mean, I, it's just I think about like all those classic songs. Like we grew up with all those songs, but yeah. you know, for maybe the, the, the younger audiences that we're going with, that we're like, wow, what is this? I've never heard this before, or like they never realized it was that. You know, and I think anything like that helps, especially when you see you know video games and Guitar Hero and yes. all those all those you know rock band when those came out. That exposed so many um young people to like the music once again we all knew and, and grew up on and um it's yeah you know, it's it's always interesting to f- how people find and discover music and mm-hmm. what was it the one dj that uh they said that um played let me go back to that note really quick this was uh with uh sir not sir duke um heard it through the grapevine right it wasn't yeah. until Rodney E. Jones, a Chicago disc jockey, WVON, started playing it on the air that they were considered releasing it. So, I mean, it's like, you know, gets back out, gets pushed. Hey, this is a good song. Yeah, check it out. And before you know it, it's the version. Like The version. Crazy how it happens. So much fun. So much so fun. fun. I just, it, I, I'm just glad that Motown music existed. Mm-hmm. I think what a genius space. I would yeah. love, love, love for it to make like a comeback with some new fresh artists mm-hmm. where you and I have stumbled across some classic new artists that are oh, doing yeah. some classic old sounds. And yeah. it's so fun to hear. I don't know if that's a talent that's forgotten that, you know, people have to tuned into that type of sound again. I don't yep. know, but man, I would love for it to make a comeback with some new artists to see what they come up with. Yeah, a hundred percent. I, I, uh, and there are some new artists out there that kind of are taking that Motown sound and, you know, bringing it to 2022 and, 
you know, wearing it on their sleeve. And, and there's there's a few out there, I think, that are doing it really, really well. Um, I'll have to make you a playlist. Yeah. And if any of our listeners have some recommendations, Chuck, I'm looking at you too. Throw yeah. them our way because I would love to listen to some modern day classical Motown. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we'd we'd love to hear your picks. Send, send us send us send us some new music to listen to. Uh, you can always uh, give us a call at nine seven plus one nine seven three five zero six eight zero nine, or you can drop us an email at the Chris and Amanda Show at gmail dot com, um, which is a place where you can correspond with us for all things. Uh, you can also DM us over on IG as well mm-hmm. uh, at the Chris and Amanda Show. So. Make sure you follow us in all those places. All the places. All the places. Well, Amanda Sharp, this was a great show. Great idea. It was just, I wish we could bring even more love to that Motown genre. Well, we will. This is just going to have to do. I think we agreed that we're going to have to do a part two. And what we'll do is we'll focus on uh, female artists, you know. Absolutely. I'm, I'm. Like we said, there was no intention to not feature women. It just didn't. They didn't make a list for some reason. No, but but I but I do agree that we should do an all an all female episode of of the Motown sound. Like I'm gonna make it on the list. And yes, I do think that Chuck Taylor is coming in. Isn't that an oxymoron? Modern day classical Motown. I mean, all of what I said there is very confusing, Chuck. <laughs> Chuck keeping us honest. <laughs> As I threw my pencil, my baby pencil. <laughs> Your baby pencil. From IKEA. Uh, <laughs> so IKEA, if you're listening and you want to sponsor the Chris and Amanda show, send us an email or give us a call at um 973. <laughs> I gotta wait for it to scroll. 506 506 8009. There you go. Or send us an email at the Chris and Amanda show <laughs> at go. gmail.com. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, what an episode. This was great. Thank you so much for, for suggesting this. This was a lot of fun, a lot of great music to listen to. And I hope everybody out there enjoyed today's episode of the Chris and Amanda show, our special Motown episode. We will be back next week with another episode where Amanda and I, shocker, talk about music that we share with each other. <laughs> so if you really enjoy that and you're having fun with us, we hope you are. Uh, please tune in and watch us live Next Monday at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, You can check us out on Facebook and Twitch for the live show. And, of course, if you want to watch replays, you can head over to our YouTube channel uh, where we have full episodes and uh, also uh, video clips and highlights as well from the show. Uh, Just go over to our YouTube channel, which you can get from clicking the link in the show notes and the video description below. If you'd love to become a sponsor of the Chris and Amanda show, uh, also head over to uh, Chris and Amanda show at gmail.com, drop us a line and uh, we will, we would love to talk with you about that. And if you'd like to support the show and continue to keep seeing us grow, uh, we really appreciate it. So any, any support there would be great. You can over to our buymeacoffee.com backslash TCAS and use all these links once again in the show notes and video description below. And of course, you can always commission an episode too. have your own episode of the Chris and Amanda show. How exciting so would that fun. be? What a great gift for somebody, right? Like Absolutely. I have gifted you the Chris and Amanda show. Like we could do that. If you want to give it as a gift to somebody, if you, I, I don't know, a bunch of friends all want to, you know, um, jump in and, and all pick songs like. It's it's a really fun thing to do, I, I think. It's a perfect gift, right? Yeah, it's unique, it's special. We should have offered that for Mother's Day. You know what, Amanda Sharp? We should have. <laughs> In hindsight, like people yeah. are buying stars still. Buy a commissioned show, the Chris and Amanda show. There you go. 
the gift that keeps giving. Yeah. <laughs> we have mugs and t-shirts available too in our merch stores. So those also make good gifts too. <laughs> to ourselves. <laughs> to ourselves. We buy we wear and buy our own merch. Uh, but yeah, if you if you want to get merch, just go over to uh, Chris and Amanda show.com. And there you can get access to our merch store and past episodes and everything as well. We just do it all. Um, all right, everyone. Well, this was great. We'll see you all next week. <laughs> have a great week, everyone. Yeah. Oh, 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 real quick too. Thanks everybody for checking in today. I just want to say thank yeah. you to John, Billy, Aaron, uh, the Chuck Taylor. Chuck Taylor. Thank you all so much for checking in and hanging out with us today on the live show. And we will see you guys next week on another live version of the Chris and Amanda show. Bye everyone. To get notified every single time we drop a new episode of the Chris and Amanda show, just hit that follow or subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to follow us over on TikTok or Instagram at the Chris and Amanda show.